I said, what you know about it? It's the stool, baby. Got the knees in plus. Young stool, baby. And the room a lot. Hello, hello. You're listening to The Stew. My name is Jason Stewart. This is my food podcast. Andre Conoparos. Podcast. Andre Conoparos, say hello. Hello. My brother, Chris Stewart, is not here. R.I.P. Stewie. Oh, he's R.I.P.ing right now, but that's chill. My uh, my buddy, our buddy, Dano, is here our filling buddy. in. Say hi, Dan. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Dan is out the gate nailing it. Dan. Dan has not much to do with food other than eating it and enjoying it. I love it. He's eating in a lot of some of the best restaurants in the world, mostly New York and LA. He he does love food. Yeah. He has eaten um, food in Korea, in South Korea, which beats us. He might have some interesting insights. He. Uh, I'm looking at you, Dan. We we're yeah. gonna get into some interesting Postmates. Yep. That you have recently? Oh no, we're not going to talk about purchase. We're going to talk about your MMA training food. Your 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 competitive jujitsu fighting trainer man, and you eat a special diet. And we're going to really get into that. What's the what's the way to get your best Brazilian bikini body? You know all of that in ten days. The answer is just starve yourself. (laughs) It's called the water diet. This is a food podcast, man. It's not going to work. Breathing and drinking water. Drinking water. Okay, let's. I have. I have a bunch of things, and we're also going to do our inaugural, our second inaugural best thing that we ate all week. That's right. With Dana, what's it going to be? The world is dying to know. You're gonna have to wait, people. We've got better things to talk about. (laughs) Yeah, you. um, We're we're a little hungover. Had a late night last night. Not Andre. Not me. I had a late one, did some partying last night. Did some working, is what you did last night. It's a job, baby. It's a job! Um, but it's a, it was a late night, early morning. A little hungover. We did a rare Whole Foods breakfast today. Mm. Which is kind of, it was dark. What time was that breakfast? Eight. That's a breakfast. Yeah. I thought you were going to say like 11.30. No, it was eight because we had to pick our dog up from getting spayed. And then we, and then today, speaking of food and dog and spaying, uh, we had to put the pill in the food to yeah. feed feed it to the dog. And also, the dog ate a painkiller that's just like a regular human painkiller. Yeah. Whoa. That I've never I've never heard of. Like five hundred milligram capsule. No, you just give it like a quarter straight in the butt. <laughs> straight in the mouth. Straight in the okay. mouth, man. Okay. Mouth, mouth. Well, I mean, that's how a lot of a lot of it goes down. It's called was I don't remember what it's called, but it's like um, it's like similar to a Vicodin or something like that. But even the normal size pills that they give you that they tell you to cut a quarter off mm-hmm. is still like one fiftieth the dosage in that pill because there's just so much filler as opposed right. to the actual narcotic. So like if you're looking you're like oh it's like a Xanax bar. Mm-hmm. And you just cut a quarter off of that, but it's—I mean—the dosage is so low. Right, right, right. Did you give it in a treat? We well, first I gave it in a nice brown rice with chicken stock, Oof. and <laughs> she was not into that. Okay, I mean she she was she was. Did not, she eat it and then swish out the pill and spit it on the floor? No, but she just kind of picked at it. Was but she's still like messed up from. So you put the pill in the food and then like put it in front of her, opposed to like putting it in her mouth. Correct. All right, rookie rookie mistake. That's okay. Oh, you're, you're all right. Oh, so you take the pill, you put it in like a really really tasty soft chew thing, and make it really easy, and kind of put it in her mouth. And if she sw- a lot of dogs will just like swallow them right off. Mm-hmm. But if they don't, you just kind of like cup their mouth a little bit and close it so they can't really spit it out, and they'll just kind of like lean their head back and go. And then take it down. <laughs> but if you try to sneak it in the food alone. in a bowl and just like let her and watch her see if she'll eat it, like that'll never happen. Okay. Unless it's a hu- especially for small dogs. If it's a huge dog, like you know, a hundred pound Burmese right. mountain dog that just like takes down uh, giant they, plates of things. Right. Yeah, they'll just yeah. eat a Big Mac in one bite. Yeah. Little dogs, they need a little help. So we did the we did the we did the peanut butter and that went that one worked out all right. Peanut butter solid. 
solid go-to pill swallowing mm. food for sure. And but we have like the doggy peanut butter and mm-hmm. the spray. Yep. And I I was gonna do the regular. Pe- we have like this expensive peanut butter. What's it called, Samantha? Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> with called, a Z. Is it nuts with a Z? Uh, it's nuts. Is it nuts with a Z? Oh, it is. This okay. This is the peanut bar. Samantha Duenas also on the podcast. My girlfriend Sam rear. is here on the couch in the. Uh, she, she'll, she'll yell, but um, she's the Google intern for tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. gonna fact checker. Fact checker. Oh. She she found this peanut butter. It's called nuts, and it's so it says quality right off the bat. It's so damn expensive. It's really? the most expensive peanut butter. It's really good. It's super super good. How I big's mean, the jar? It's a standard size jar, like a glass jar, like of Jiffy or Skip or whatever peanut uh, butter that costs from three, Whole Foods. That costs three bucks. Got it from Whole Foods. How much does a jar cost? Sixteen ninety nine for a jar of peanut butter. Woo! Woo. But did you know it was good, or did you just want to see what the most expensive peanut butter on the shelf tastes like? We knew it was I, good. I knew it was good. I tried it at Jamie McNeil's house. Of course, Jamie McNeil's house. <laughs> so we tried it at a friend's house. We got it, and then I told my friend Steve Beavis about it, and he's like, "What's a good butter? Nut butter?" And I was like, "Get this one." Just randomly, he randomly asked you, and, and after he, you'd purchased nuts, the serendipity. But the thing with the nuts is Uh-oh. the label is upside down on it because it's better to store the peanut butter upside down so it's all it's all at the top instead oh, of the bottom. Okay. All right. No, this so this is not the most expensive peanut butter. This is the most expensive nut butter because it contains cashews, almonds, hazelnuts, Brazil nuts, flax seeds, chia seeds and pumpkin seeds. Mm. All expensive ingredients. Mhm. Starting to solve this case. Starting <laughs> to crack this a little bit. Uh, this may, that makes sense. I mean, like, look, Brazil nuts are really expensive. Brazil nuts, nuts are expensive. Also, Brazil nuts are so big. They are. They're scary big. Yes. Like, they're like the size of a baby carrot, a large one. I mean, way bigger. They can be, yeah, I mean, they can be way bigger than that. They're Tennis huge. ball. And when you see, like, them in the shell, they're like the size of, like, a golf ball. Mm. But they're oval. I like Brazil nuts. <laughs> yeah, they're good. <laughs> well, if you if you're in Whole Foods and it's N U T T Z O, it's nutso. Okay, nut nut N U T T Z O nutso. If you see that at Whole Foods and you're rich, or you just want to steal it or something, give it a shot. It's very tight. But then also, it makes you wonder: should all peanut butter be stored upside down so it's easier to scoop around, or should you just routinely rotate the jar? I would imagine there's a higher, there's a higher fat content in that Ew. jar. Well, it's not away. a bad thing, Just but I would imagine there's a lot more. It's the good fat. from the seeds and oils. Yeah, it's good fat, but I would imagine like more than your normal peanut butter. I eat a little bit of that with some pickles. With pickles? Just peanut butter, nut peanut butter and pickles. One of my favorite. Does you and pickles sitting there eating peanut butter? No, the actual food pickle. Okay, <laughs> got it. <laughs> So feel free to go to the Nutsa website under the Stew Podcast for fifteen yeah, percent off your first jar. Try and get the plug on Nutso. I'm 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 also working on the plug for Tillamook Cheddar. <laughs> I've done I've done some events with Tillamook <laughs> no, Cheddar. I was at one of them with you. And Sam the band, Sam right? encouraged me to hit them up about some type of synergy with what I'm doing, and she and and I did. I was like, let's get this synergy popping, Tillamook Cheddar. And then they hit me back today, and they're like. Let us know what you what kind of stuff you have in mind. Oh wow, we'd be into like donating some product for some things like that. So there's a good chance I might come come into a decent amount of cheddar. So you're talking about a brick of cheese. I'm talking about bricks on bricks. I'm talking about a lot of cheddar, <laughs> gold bullion. Are you are you <laughs> Texas tea, baby? Are so, you thinking about getting a mini fridge then? Maybe just on the side. <laughs> Uh, Some for storage. Have you thought about your storage needs for this? I mean, a lot up? of people have cheese fridges, but yeah. I have. I'm going to need a cheddar fridge only. Yeah. So, what what can we do for like web content or podcast content that involves a, a ton of Tillamook cheddar cheese? We could just eat cheese and be like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, this cheese. Just eat it mm. and say, mm. I mean. If we can get it soon. Well, we haven't started doing videos, so I would say the only thing we can do is make dishes and describe 
the steps, the ingredients, and if it was good or not. Some fun new things to do with Chet. I mean, the first thing that jumps to me is, like, we should try fondue and see how interesting we can make it. Like, let's, I mean, not that this is that interesting, but, like, a mezcal cheddar fondue. Mescal cheddar fondoodle. Well, you sometimes you like make fondue with brandy, or I mean, you can well, you use some alcohol. I have an fondue. idea that involves involves something else that I did this week uh, while while I was um, a little stoned on pot on the pot. Sorry, mom. Uh, my a friend of mine, Chris Black, who has done my other podcast a bunch. He is a huge fan of the gas station. Peanut butter cheddar crackers. Mm-hmm. Those know, are not bad. You, those are those are not bad at all. They and have them so, on crafty tables a lot too. Crafty and 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 he he's he always grabs them. And as a as a little fun gift to him, I Amazon primed him a case of them <laughs> to his house in New York. So when he arrived back home from L.A., very nice. He had that. So maybe a recipe on how to make like a sweet Tillamook cheddar peanut butter and peanut butter cracker. Step one, go buy crackers. No, you make the crackers I know with you the make cheese. The cra- I know you make the crackers. Crackers are hard. Are they? Yeah, I think there's like a lot of work. If you want like to make a buttery Ritz cracker, it's a little bit of work. Mm-hmm. With the outer layer, it's like a cheese it flavor. Yeah, yeah. Correct? The cracker exactly. is like a cheese it, and, and then the, the inside, inside is, peanut is, is peanut butter. But if you make, if you use this Nutso seventeen dollar jar of peanut butter, and then you make some. Great. I think there's a chef steps about making your own Cheez-Its. I think there's a food wishes about making them. And I've had them. I say we do it. And they're super good. Send it, Tillamook. They're so good. Like the re- uh, We did one with, with our friend Adrian, Cozy Kitchen. She was on this podcast and she brought some like r- Cheez-Its that she made. Oh, I would, yeah. We, I did that. That's right. That's right. Okay. And they like, were really I, good. I couldn't stop eating them. And when you were talking about Cheez-It edibles. Oh. Mm. Yeah, because Cheez-Its are just like 98% butter and 2% cheddar. Yeah. And you can the get ones. all kinds of those. Chex Mix and Cheez-Its at the edible shops. Well, I have a question. Cheez-Its and Goldfish. <laughs> they are similar products, correct? I think so. They are. But aren't goldfish considered a healthy snack? Or do Hell girls? No. no, I think it's one of those things it's you not, give your kids okay. that isn't like processed. I think meat. they're. I think they but might be the healthier. So it's disgusting. Okay, got. They're but like they make they make you know like Annie's makes them. I mean, there's like they, there's less processed the organic. But I feel fish, like goldfish that don't taste as good. I've I've asked people this before. What what do you prefer, goldfish or Cheez-Its? Two very similar items. And people are always like cut and dry, like what their favorite one is. Like, oh, cheese it's all day, no problem. I mean, I mean, it's it's a very difficult question. I, I mean, are you talking about plain cheese it versus plain yeah. goldfish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cheese it, yeah. But then, but but the ex- is there a flavored goldfish that there's, drives yeah, you absolutely, wild? Absolutely, like a pizza flavor. It, there's an ex- there's an line of goldfish called extreme goldfish, <laughs> which have like four times what? the powdered and include MSG in their magic. <laughs> but there's also a cheese it which ri- everything which which rivals it, wow. which is a jalapeno cheese it, which is also outstanding. Oh, that sounds good. Jalapeno cheese it, and there's the white cheddar cheese it, which should not be slept on either. All right, let's do jalapeno cheese it crusted fried chicken. I mean, absolutely. Mm. Shout out Geoff. Jeff made a... We, did we talk about it before? Yeah, what? we did. We did. And how scared we were that the crust and the, the cheese it crust didn't yeah. burn. Yeah, we learned that all it processed like food... basically asbestos. You can, uh, an asbestos you can deep, fried food coating. You can deep fry on 500 for an hour and it'll maintain a golden brown. <laughs> you just get the sears all, hold it there for about 20, 30 mm-hmm. minutes... Golden. If you make, if it's an artisanal product, it'll burn in 34 seconds. Like just from being in the sun. <laughs> if it's from the Frito Lay product, no. it's, the, it's the cockroach of crust. It is. Can't do it. Well, I say Super Bowl next week. Yeah. We, we, we need to do a Tillam- We need to do a Tillamook nacho situation. Um, I, th- I think I want to do like an oxtail chili. Ooh. Ooh. I, think that's, I think that's what I've been Fire. leaning towards. But what also. Like it was like two years ago, I made um, gumbo for the the final episode of True Detective, the first season <laughs> when it was really good. 
Nerd. That's a very Andre thing to say. It is. And it was great. <clears throat> Went out and found Lone Stars. At a Bev, like one BevMo and all of Southern California had Lone Stars. Lone Star Bob beer. Not a Lone Star. <laughs> and um, made gumbo, and I was blown away that it came out really good because I'm not always super happy with all my dishes. And that one was like, oh, my God, I have to make this again, and I haven't since. So I was kind of thinking about... So what's up with too. special occasion party meals and all involving s- some kind of stew soupy, well gumbo chili situation? You got a okay. You got Super Bowl right. You got your close friends are going to help you and come over and cook before or get there at least like kind of on time, right? And then there's going to be people filtering in and out. And there's somebody that's going to bring like eight people an hour after the game's over and like what's up? So you want something that can like hang and sit and be good for like four hours, five hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't have something that's like if it gets cold 15 minutes after you played it, it's kind of it loses 50 percent of its deliciousness. I brought a lox plate. Yeah, you're like no, just leave it in the sun. It's totally cool. It'll be really good. It's um, easy to distribute, sort of. You know, and wings yeah, are kind of yeah, like yeah. one of those things where you always make wings, but that's like for the people that are there at halftime, and then you know, like mm-hmm. wing two hours. After is fine if you're drunk, but you're not gonna be like, this is a great wing. Two hours. And was like, or like the four-hour-old burger patty yeah. that's like turned into a tennis ball. So something, yeah, something. So oxtail some, chili, something that can be made well and then kept warm in a crock pot, just chilling. And it arguably, gets better with time. Yeah, absolutely. It's in the crock pot. Sure. How are you gonna do this oxtail chili? Well, I think I'm gonna have to do the oxtails the day before so I can strain them because they're really fatty. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just going to be braised. Um, so you're just going to braise the oxtail? Braise a bunch of oxtails the day before, let them cool in the fridge overnight, which, granted, will also make them taste a little bit better. The flavors will marry. And mm-hmm. then just kind of defat the top and put that back in with some uh, Rancho Gordo beans, some chilies, and, you know. Will you simple, leave but the bones in? So yeah, you could- for sure. Get a grip of it and suck on all that juice. That's, that's the best part of oxtail, baby. <laughs> cool. Close to the bone. Okay. Okay. That's I don't know, but I mean, you're, we're, we're, we'll figure it out together because, I mean, we're doing it. I'm thinking I'm going to go nacho. Oh. You can't. Maggie's got the nacho realm locked down. Oh. oh. Nacho you know that. battle. That's not going to be tight if you roll in with nachos and Maggie's got like two trays of nachos. Granted, mm. they're going to be vegetarian and somewhat healthy, they'll taste good. But you can bring nacho, I guess, if you want. If you don't want to come back. <laughs> All right. What about a five-layer dip? Is, Absolutely, one hundred percent. That'll Please be that. that'll be okay. Make your onion dip the five onions five ways dip too. That thing's Ooh, amazing. Ooh, the five way onion dip. I forgot about that. Or we can make kimchi hot dogs again. Ooh, which was those are insanely good. Those were good, but I forgot about the five onion onion dip. I did not. All right. It was so good. I need to remember this. Lobno was a was the base. I so think. you get you get lob lebne, 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 which is basically just really thick Greek yogurt, where it turns into almost like a cheese. And you can make that at home if you just buy Fage Greek yogurt and put it in cheesecloth and let it let the all the liquid soak out in your fridge for like two three days. If you don't want to go to a Middle Eastern market and find lebne, which you, is actually hard to find. Do you think it's do you think it makes it better? You think it makes a better version of it? I don't. I don't necessarily. I've never tried it. I don't. I don't think it would necessarily make it better. So, so what does it turn into? What's the texture like? Like a feta? Is that the idea? No, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't Super get creamy. that hard. It okay. turns into. It's just like a really thick sour yogurt cream. or sour cream. Like it's a, like like a burrata. Or no? No. I mean, it's more uniform, like uniform in texture. I think it, like it could be cream. very similar to like a very soft feta if you soft strain cream. it really well. But I would say it's more like like cream cheese or something like that. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, but yeah, you just get cheesecloth and you fill it up with yogurt and then you like tie it off at the top and then you can just like clip it to one of the racks in your fridge. Clip it and forget it. And then you put like a bowl <laughs> underneath it on the on Wait, the. Is, is that a thing? No. Clip it and forget it. It is now, baby. You got to set it on the stew. Mama said, "Clip it and forget it." Yeah, that, yeah. I do that when I'm uh, shaving my eyebrows, <laughs> or when you're brows be gone. When you're drying eighteen whole ducks, like on chef steps, and there's like, just put it in your fridge, four whole hanging ducks. Like, yeah, just what just the? clear your, your entire fridge out and hang four ducks, and then you just hang it in your Peking convection <laughs> oven. <laughs> You don't have one? <laughs> you don't have one? Oh, you're poor. Um, oh, yeah. So you get the lebne, yep. which which is weird because it's like kind of a popular item nowadays. And 
Very popular. It's hard. Like they don't sell it at supermarkets. They don't have it at Whole Foods. They don't. They don't have it at Trader Joe's. I would totally assume. I I would assume they had it at Whole Foods. They don't have for it at Whole sure. Foods. So you have to go to a Middle Eastern market unless you just not unless hard to you do get in Glendale, lucky. California. Yeah, which I have a lot all, all around. But it would be a lot harder in many places. So you got the five onions. You you have regular like a yellow onion that you cook down and caramelize into like a jam. For it's like, not even like caramelized like onions. You made it into like a jam. Yeah, you you just have garlic that you chop up and like one or two whole onions that you just kind of dice into strips, like not not really finely dice. Olive oil, salt, pepper, and then you cook that down in a in a saute pan or a skillet for like. An hour, hour and a half. Yeah, you can do it. You can go three. You can go yeah, yeah until it's point, until it's just really dark brown, jammy, sweet. All, and that is what like the main basis of it is. And then yeah. there's which is basically replacing like the powdered onion that you would usually use in yeah. a dip. Mm-hmm. That base, that jam is like the base. Okay, there's that, and that then there's the jam. crispy fried shallots. Yep, on top, on finished top. at the end. At the end, not because they will get it. soft, mm-hmm. but. There's diced green onions. Mm-hmm. Whoa. What are the other onions? I don't know. There was, there, I feel like it, maybe it was like onion three way. Chives? Dip. Could have been. Do I do, a, do, a, do a chive and a green onion? I feel like there's one more onion that I'm forgetting. What is it? Shallots? The, those are the fried shallots, shallots on top. On top. <laughs> but you just mix that all together and then you let it sit. If you let it sit like overnight, yeah. it gets way, way better. But it, it's basic because like <laughs> onion dip from a packet is like the best thing ever with some ruffles. If really you want is. like a kind of. And what do you use to dip? What's the vessel? I mean, preferred? I feel like just a standard American ruffle mm-hmm. really gets Ooh. it popping. Or, no, 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 no. The, the, the kettle chip, perhaps. Oh. Yep. A barbecue kettle chip? No. <laughs> no, Dan. Plain. No. What about a chili cheese Frito? See, you can't do that because then the chili cheese powder gets in with the dip. What if you're plating it? Oh. That's fine. All right. I love chili cheese I'll allow it. Okay, good. Will your girlfriend make out with you after you eat this shit? It's not that. Un- yes. It's not like... It's because there's no raw onion in it is the thing. The onion right. breath really like... Yeah, there'll be a hint of onion breath on it, but like not like when you're eating a hamburger with a huge slice of red raw onion or something like that. Red raw or, onion. Or Gatcha. tacos with cilantro. And well, cilantro and onion. I know Dan's a nacho head. Let's hear it, Dan. Yeah. Uh, Shredded cheese or cheese spread? It really depends. <laughs> yeah. All right. All I right. think normally, well normally I like the shredded cheese, but I think this year I'm going to go a Tillamook cheddar. Bechamel. Yeah. I, I don't ever like shredded. Really? Why not? So, I don't know. I, well, I don't like shredded cheese on almost anything. Oh. Interesting. What? I don't, like, I don't like cheeseburgers, like hamburgers, unless it's like a, a blue or something like really specific, like just it's like a slice of cheddar. So you don't like the when like the cheddar burns and coagulates on the end and it's like all dark brown and hard and crunchy? I don't. I mean, I, just, that, I. You can't get that with the cheese sauce. I don't like things taking away from the flavor of my meat on my hamburgers. Okay. But I like the. I like the texture of. I like the texture of the cheese. The cheese sauce. Cheese sauce much better than the shredded. Mm-hmm. On nachos. But also the cheese sauce will make a will make a nacho, soggy. It's true. I mean, I can't argue that. It but will, but when you, you got ten minutes, I say if you're going to be making nachos for the for your Super Bowl. Instead of doing them in the oven, like on a cookie sheet, where you build a big pyramid of stuff and cover it, you do the inverse and you get a large oven-safe bowl or like a Le Creuset cast iron thing or like something like that, where it's a bowl that can retain the heat, and that way your nachos will stay warm a lot longer. Mm-hmm. It'll be you'll have to warn your guests that the the vessel it's sitting in is burning hot. But that way, the heat, it stays inside, so you just do a small layer of chips in the bottom of the bowl, cheese, layer of chips, cheese, and you build it all the way to the top, so you, so it's like a... What about a nacho bar with a really good Tillamook bechamel <laughs> in a crock pot? That's good. That's very good. So you good. can assemble your own. Yeah, but then your guests will make an inferior nacho, and then you won't be able to get any credit. Well, think about it. it. So if there's going to be an oxtail chili or 
yeah, I mean, I guess jambalaya wouldn't work, but so there's gonna be a chili in a crock pot, and then a really great nacho sauce in a crock pot. I mean, sky's the limit. It's like having a deep fryer in the middle of the house. Sky's the limit, baby. Nacho cheese and chili on everything that shows up. Oh, somebody brought a pizza. Let's put some nacho cheese yeah, and some yeah, chili yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah. Gin and tonic. Try some chili with it. <laughs> well, I think the most important part of nachos is, as my girlfriend Momo would say. No chip left behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that a lot. That's true. So. Dan's girlfriend is the only person I've met who's more into nachos than than I am. She's a cho head. She's so. a huge cho head, and she, like, does she make nachos too? She does make nachos and shredded cheese. Phenomenal. Uh, yes. Mm. Well, she would do a a queso, but mm. you know, normally when we're at home or in her apartment in Brooklyn, we'll do the shredded. So. Mm. If we're just, if it's a lazy yeah. Sunday, I'll do shredded. But I, I would say shredded is like the standard. For it is the nacho. standard. I'm not, I, I right. mean, I th- also. Do you do a bean on the nacho? I love a bean on a nacho, but always, you, they have to be really good black beans or basically any refried bean. Mm-hmm, like if course. you use a black bean, it's got to be like the beans have to be flavorful. There has to be a reason for that, but the refried bean is always delicious. And- all right, just because I like your girlfriend, I'm not going to do nothing. No, you should. I'm going to do the dip because I do because this happens every year. That was for comedy's sake. She would be she would love to have a nacho off. This does happen every year, though. I always say I'm going to make nachos, and then you remind me that your girlfriend makes nachos every year, and then I go, "Oh yeah, I forgot." But she loves nachos so much that it wouldn't even be a dig. I was actually totally trying to make that melodramatic. I'm going to do ma- it. I'm going to use beef stock somehow. Yeah, that would that would probably not work so well. <laughs> Would it be better? She'll probably eat meat on Super Bowl. She oh. doesn't call herself a vegetarian, even though she eats like it ninety-eight percent of the time. Mm-hmm. Okay, Dano, Super Bowl. What are you cooking? Um, Mac and cheese? Are you doing your wings? What's going on? Know, maybe a sashimi plate. We'll <laughs> see. I would see. I that's mean, that's, that's a, not a bad look at all. <laughs> that's a good move. That uh, that is also a you got the coin for off. it. That's not something you can really do yourself. Yeah, you should just buy a side of tuna. Yeah. And get and get a knife. Yeah. Get the get the shun knife and or a get hat. a four foot cutting board and then just sit there all day long at a bar and be like, You guys wanna you Damn. guys want a flap of tuna? Yeah, more I'm more than happy to be there. There <laughs> there's this um there's this guy named Murray Carter who makes his own cutlery. Hammered hammered steel Japanese style knives. Um, and I go to his website once in a while. I'm always waiting for like something to be discounted. Mary, they're very expensive. I think the the chef's knives start around six, seven hundred. But he Fancy. had he had some sashimi knives on there that were like twelve, thirteen thousand dollars, and I was just like, thirteen <sighs> thousand? Yeah, banging. Woo! Jesus, yeah, dog. That's Horse. a Chevy Leaf. So you start you start with that. You start with that knife, Dan. You're gonna buy that knife. They're gonna get some tuna from um, Galesons. What's his return policy? Slice that up, yeah. Galesons. <laughs> the Galesons sushi show. Well, I mean, is this gonna be the year of poke at Super Bowls? Oh, interesting oh. thought. Oh, mama. And I wasn't even trying speaking to go of something there. that does not sit well in any kind of temperature that is not forty degrees. I'm gonna say no, unless there's like dry ice in the presentation with real seaweed. Is Sam gonna? Is Sam gonna? Ha- oh wait, no, it's gonna be closed. Ohana Poke will be closed on Sunday. Probably, they're oh. always closed Sunday, and Monday. Always good. Get that fresh freshies. Fresh freshies. Um, speaking of sushi, Dan, you just Postmates. Hey, come on! Kabo- hey. You just Postmates Kabuki sushi <laughs> today, Thickety. which is a very good move. Thickety. We were. We I did some Postmatesing earlier. Interesting. Earlier in the week, uh, a hungover cold press juice delivery, which is like the most LA thing you could ever do. Maybe the most New York thing you could do. It's a very yeah. bold hangover uh, move. I usually go for pork fat or dim sum, but you usually well, go for meat spaghetti and meatball. Delivery. Jason didn't finish. That, too. Oh, that was not the only thing he there post made that morning. There was also home state breakfast delivery. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Austin bacon, breakfast tacos. Bacon, speaking of pork fat, bacon and egg tacos. Which, right. which? But I only had one taco. Right. right so man. it wasn't like I didn't just like kill myself. Get the flour tortillas if you're going there. Yeah. Don't fuck with the corn. Well, I I killed myself this morning. Definitely. I did so, the. Uh, but you, let's see how you killed yourself with ordering sushi. Yep. Let's hear the order, Dan. Well, my mission for our listeners at home, Kabuki sushi is sort of like. 
It's a chain. It's like uh, an app, not an Applebee's. It's not. It's like California Pizza Kitchen of sushi or something like that. Red Robin, perfect. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a, it's a big chain, but it's like it's not horrible. Right. It's not excellent. You're not gonna get sick from it. But like the sushi is definitely good enough. Like if you're eating it at an airport or like if you're just somewhere where there's no good sushi, like it's totally. Did you, did you get a tongue fu a kung fu dynamite dragon roll? <laughs> Could have been a shinobi deluxe, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> I, I for you Sega fans out there. Deluxe. No, I mean I I do kabuki more for the rolls and stuff like that because I don't want to go to a nice sushi restaurant and order a California roll. Right. No. But my jam is. I really love a nice rainbow roll. Mm -hmm. oh, and, sure. uh, and Kabuki does the trick for me. But, I mean, my mission this morning was to get ramen. And uh, I, I went on Postmates at 10.30 in the morning, <laughs> waiting for one at Ochkoch. It's a, my favorite little Japanese spot in the heart of Hollywood. Yeah, it's a low, like Steve Aoki used to take us there all the time. It's in a little strip mall. Um, just like just south of the ArcLight and Amoeba, um, like on yeah. Vine. It's right on Fountain. Fountain and, and Vine. Vine. Yeah. You never heard of it? No. It's 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 great. Yeah, they got some good ramen and stuff like that, but they weren't open till eleven thirty, so I waited and they ordered it finally, but they won't deliver ramen on Postmates. So my order got canceled, so I resulted to Kabuki. After that hour. Oh, that's that that's like a hangover nightmare. You wait an hour, you finally put the order in, they're like, oh, we don't deliver ramen, you dumbass. You're like, the, you're like the woman on the, the Sears commercial, like, open, 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 open. <laughs> Mervyn's commercial, oh, oh. sorry. It's a Mervyn's. Thank you, fact checker. <laughs> wait, Mervyn still exists. Uh, I don't think I so. Sure. Okay. There's one somewhere in the world. There's one Mervyn's. Maybe in Capitola, California. There could be one in the Capitola Dirt Mall. Remember the Absolutely, that was the dirtiest. Dirt <laughs> so Rainbow Roll delivery when ended up being all right. No sugarfish for you, bud. Uh, I'm actually I'm gonna give sugarfish another chance, but I've only been to the Santa Monica location and. I didn't have many good things to say about it, mm. to be honest. Shots fired. I like Jack that. Brooks. Yeah, Sugarfish, known as the nice basic bitch sushi in yeah. LA. It's. I think my problem with it is that uh, a lot of people I talk to. Was it sugarfish? Sugarfish. No, sugarfish is like the more economical the, no, Nobu guy. Is the, that what it is? I mean, uh, uh, no, no Nozawa. Nozawa. That's right. I thought sugarfish was the poke spot in Santa Monica. That's sweet fin. Sweet fin. Sweet okay. fin. I'm all over okay. the place. Sugarfish is like where rich celebrity people like go get lunch every day and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, I mean they offer. I'm there a lot. They offer like th I think three levels of the omakase. It's like it starts at forty five, fifty five, sixty five, or thirty five, forty five, fifty five. It's pretty affordable, and people it's like affordable. it. But I, don't, I think it's like I think it's a little cheesy. Yeah, it's, it's just cheesy. that it's a lot of people that haven't had. The nigiri style sushi will go there and then see this option and think it's really amazing. But in fact, you could have amazing sushi for a decent price. Fifty bucks a head. The three of us when we had that meal with Daddy Kev at mm -hmm. that spot in Glendale. Fifty bucks a head for by far the best sushi I'd ever eaten, and we left full. Yeah, we went to this little spot in Glendale. We gotta go, Dan. Oh. I saw your Instagram photo. It was a couple months ago, right? Yeah, it was like two months ago. It looks insanely delicious. It's it's like I it's, guarantee the omakase for fifty bucks at whatever you guys are talking about is just like not even close. Yeah, the rest yeah that restaurant's like the size of a bedroom. One guy working there, and just like you sit there quietly and you eat your fish and that's it. There's no music. There's no appetizers there's no anything it's just like here's sushi eat it and leave is there valley parking though <laughs> no but there's like the lot they got a decent lot yeah they got a great got lot a spot in there. no valet baby um I, well i will say i don't want to talk so much shit on sugarfish but their snow good. crab little hand roll was pretty delicious All right. snow crab handle hand roll or handle it was a hand. Let me get a handle of snow crab. <laughs> <laughs> Straight out of the plate. So just the rainbow roll, though, from Kabuki? Uh, no, I also did... Miso well, soup? When I do the delivery, I do, oh, I'll order a bunch of food and put half of it in the fridge for dinner. Mm -hmm. But So I went with the uh, tonkatsu ramen. 
Mm. And I went with the chicken teriyaki plate. <laughs> and I went. You with, ordered all this for yeah, yourself. I did. And for and the rainbow roll, of course. Was there a little note in the fridge that says like Dan's food hands off? Oh no, I ate the whole thing. Oh, okay. So. It Pull up your Postmates. How much did all of this cost? It was only $41 after I tipped him. Yeah, 15%. Wow. That's pretty good. Yeah, that not is bad. pretty good. So, yeah, Postmates can well, add up, and that's How not bad. How was the Ramen? Uh, you know, it did the trick. It was it, good enough? It was an Oshkosh, but yeah, when you're hungover, it's, you just swallow the whole thing, and you're fine. Um, this, this week, I went to BS Taqueria. That's right. Which is. Uh, a, a buzzing date night. Date night. Bu- a buzzing taco spot downtown from the guy who does broken Spanish and a bunch of other stuff. But they're famous for this clam and lardo taco that everyone talks about. It's like a black corn or blue corn tortilla with clams and like garlic chips and some herbs and stuff like that. And then they like put slice little flaps of lardo on top. Wait, steamed or fried clams? Not fried, not fried, not fried, grilled or whatever. You know. Yeah, they're they're probably steamed or something oh, like that. Like they're that. they're soft. It sounds amazing, but it wasn't it wasn't very good. Hmm. It was a bummer because the the main bummer was you couldn't you you had no idea that there was lardo on there. You couldn't really taste it, which is kind of what's the point of eating just lardo if you can't enjoy the flavor of it. So the texture the texture of it's going to be lost in if putting it in anything. Yeah, hard. and it's yeah it's like. Putting a bunch of butter in something and you can't taste the butter. It's just it's it's a waste of calories. But the like the the clams were like put on there. I don't know. They didn't dry them well enough or something like that. So like you pick the taco up and soft soft tortilla, and like a bunch of juices and waters Ooh, just like fall just out the back juice. of it while you're eating it. So like by the time you eat the taco, like the tortilla is kind of soggy from yeah. this clam juice. And it was just not. It was, that it was doesn't a, sound. It was very a good. bummer because that's what, like the dish that everyone talked, like Jonathan yeah. Gold talked about it and all this stuff. It was like, you were there on a Monday. I was there on a Monday. Mm. Mm. B team. But what they do have, <laughs> and I had some other things that were really good, but they have their version of beans and rice, mm. which is basically like a couple beans, garbanzos are in them, and the rice and the beans and everything are not. They're like dried. And they're all roasted together. So you know when you like roast a garbanzo bean, it gets kind of crunchy and hollow and like weird and chewy. Mm-hmm. All of it was like that, and it's served in like a little paper bag, like you'd get popcorn in. Hmm. And that was what? probably the best thing they have there. I and, like garbanzo. You're just, so you're talking about like making kind of a garbanzo crouton kind of thing. But they're they're halfway between a crouton and a regular garbanzo, so they're like. I, mean, I love garbanzo beans like that. But the rice was like that too. So like the rice was like a little crunchy and puffy, and the beans were a little crunchy and puffy, and it wasn't wet at all. It was like kind of dry, but everything was roasted together with enough moisture to have it stick together, and uh, that was definitely the best thing they have there. It was really good. But they also have a beet Milanese torta, which. It was very, very, very good. Hmm. It's just like a bunch of beets shredded and then formed into like a steak patty and then breaded and fried. So like the insult. sounds really good. Very so, bizarre. It is very bizarre. It, but they they treat it just like a beef milanesa torta, like just a chunk of beef, but it's with beets. But like the inside, some of the beets are still raw, and then the outside they're they're cooked, and then there's a crunchy thing on the outside, and there's like condiments and some avocado and tomato and stuff like that and little, beets pickled no no i don't think so but it, it but like when you go to um, Twa familia the ludo restaurant here that everyone's talking about you can get like a beet tostada where it's like a small thingy a small tostada crunchy flat tostada with some beet tartare and then like some avocado crema and it's like three bites and it tastes okay but this sandwich is like the same price, and it's huge. Like it's a meat. you could eat that and just alone, and, and and you're good to go. That sounds really good. So, I would say get get that, and not the twaffle meal, and don't get the clams and lardo. Not that tight. Yeah, we make a tofu bowl almost every week that has garbanzos cooked like that. It's like part broccolini, part garbanzo beans, and then 
pressed tofu that's been oven oven fried mm. over couscous. Mm. It's a hit, dog. Oh. Speaking of a hit. Just a daily driver. Speaking of a hit and a driver, Dano is a big golf fan. Andre is also a big golf fan. God, we- so bad, but yeah, Dano's really good at golf and a big golf fan. I'm a fan of the golf. But you're very good at wings, Andre, and I was reading the story today. The golf course that we play at, right by our house in Griffith Park. Uh, oh, the Roosevelt. The, Har- the Harding Roosevelt one where we just played. Wilson Harding. Wilson Harding. Well, Wilson, Wilson oh, Harding. Way. No, no, no. Wilson Harding's where we go yeah. for the five, the Friday cheap token drivers. Okay. Are you talking about right. the place that we went and played the the nine? Where we played? No, where where we played eighteen. Okay, that's Griffith Park. Yes. Okay. Oh, you guys played Wilson Harding. Yeah. When? With uh, Yayo oh, and awkward. Yeah. What's up with that? <laughs> uh, our friend, uh, a couple of our friends who wanted to play golf, we played with them, and we did eighteen holes. This is my last podcast. <laughs> I want to thank everybody out there for listening. Mm. Yeah, it was Yayo and Decatur Dan. But also, um, I don't know if you're ready for it, dog. I'm not. You know what? If you asked me to come, I'd be like, I can't play that course. So. <laughs> I just wanted to complain. We'll go out soon. Uh, but they were—they just got wrote up in the in the Times for having possibly the best wings in LA. What at the pro shop? I've really? had them. They're fine. Above the pro. Wait, really? They're good. Yeah, they're fine. I've, I've never, never even they, imagined. I mean, like I don't, that shocks me because they're good wings. But uh, well, they were saying just like buffalo so, wings. Uh, yeah, just buffalo wings. But the guy yeah. the. Whoever was saying like they happened to be this person at the time's favorite wings, one of their favorite wings in LA at this random pro shop. Yeah, the food's at really the clubhouse. Well, they have a, like the, their clubhouse. The Wilson Harding Clubhouse is like one of the bigger clubhouses in a public course mm-hmm. in LA for sure. It's, it's like it has a nice menu. Obviously, it has a really good club sandwich. So it's well, the, a, it's like a big sit down restaurant inside with the, a full bar. The the owner was he said like we don't we just do regular wings I don't know why people yeah. think they're so good but he said the reason why he thinks it is is because of their fryer being so old oh. and and classic oh right so I feel like like That's and then difference. also we went and went to that hi hat the new venue in Highland Park yep from Dustin Lancaster and they have just a regular plain cheeseburger. But they, which was very good. Which was good. But they cook it on the grill on the flat top that of this place that's been there for like 40 years. So it's like an old, old flat top from the 70s. Like a nice seasoned cast cook. iron pan. Yeah. So like, and they're, they're like, that's the only reason why it's so good. How do, how do, we, how do we get that? How do we duplicate Craigslist. that at home? <laughs> Craigslist. No, I mean, duplicating that is the closest you're going to get is... Cooking in a nice season cast iron. Just getting iron. a cast iron that's so old. And, and, you know, like, depends on, like, when you get cast iron from swap meets and, and garage sales and stuff, like, you usually have to strip it. Yeah. You know, a lot you of times. you don't want other people's... Well, it's not even that, like... Fat on To that. be honest, it, that doesn't scare me. I'm also not a germaphobe. Somebody mm. might tell me I should do that. But if I see a cast iron pan that seems really well seasoned and it's got really even texture on the seasoning, and I'm like, oh, okay, so I can just kind of maybe not strip it, but, like, season it in the oven, which is mm. fine. Stripping is when you, you know, you wrap it up in plastic with, like, oven cleaner for a day, and then you put it in a... a uh, vinegar bath, and then which is taking everything off of it, and it looks like a brand oh. new. I think at that point, I'd rather just buy a brand new one because yeah. they cost twenty five bucks. Yeah, but they're not that good. Like the lodge, the new lodge pans. Oh. One, they have a really weird vegetable coating that they that comes out with, and it says pre seasoned. And if you ever get a new lodge pan, strip that fucking strip that stuff off because it's terrible. Oh. Like everything will stick to it. It it's not good. Mm. But also the material and the uh, conductivity of the cast iron is just—I swear to God—it's different, like than the old. So the old, the old, wa- the old Wagners <clears throat> that you can find, like, and they sometimes they cost more than a new lodge, mm-hmm. but they're so worth it. I mean, I've thrown away lodge pans. I mean, or put given them to out of the closet, being like, this is nowhere near. I'm, I'll never use this again. Much like a a Ford or Chevy truck, <laughs> they, they they don't build them like they used to. Built. Mm. That's true. Built. Wagner, built, tough. Built Ford tough. It's like a, a Chevy Suburban pre nineteen ninety two. I agree with that. Well, what is I, what I don't know is what the material planches are made out of, and it seems like 
I mean, a solid steel. stainless, solid, yeah. solid stain. It can't be stainless. Probably solid. Yeah, I don't know what it is. They don't rust. I don't think they rust. So I, I think know they what do it is. rust. Do they rust if, them. if they're not? Yeah. But yeah, I would imagine the old plancha. I feel like that's going to be the next move in like food science discovery is like how to how to replicate like a thirty year old flat top grill or a deep fryer to have. Because that's like the one thing that you can't fake or like you can't nice. cheat, you know? I love it. Future food technology. Future food technology. Culinary like the, like there's so many things where you can like just cheat the system. Like you can, instead of, you know, smoking brisket, you can add liquid smoke and you could do a sous vide and do all these other things. And people get pretty close to doing that or, you know, so many other things like, Using technology and science, but like that—that's the one food frontier that is unable to be tapped into without just time. And well, I mean, like high-end grills definitely come with—you can get a small plancha in the middle of it, you know, mm-hmm. like a grill top. But I'm sure it doesn't work or operate anywhere as good as like a real industrial plancha, just like normal ranges don't as mm-hmm. well. But I mean, maybe I've been in houses like you know where nice houses that have had the same wolf range since like the 70s and you look at the the grill top that's in between the burners and it looks like an old plancha from like a hamburger stand mm-hmm. that's so good, that's that good maybe bit. that's the closest you're gonna get in-house maybe it is um let's see here what do we have i've been i've been trying to learn our our, our guest today dano is korean Mm-hmm. And I've been researching how to 100%. make soon tofu soup at home. Mm-hmm. Oh right, right. You just buy the um, buy the packet, <laughs> dump that in the water, because yeah. BCD makes their own soon tofu to get like packaged soon tofu yeah, mix that's powder, true. right? Yeah, which yeah. I'm sure is what they use at their restaurants too. So very possible. I wonder how different it would be. Well, uh, the way I, and I research how to do it. Basically, you sort of need to get the the Korean stone pot yeah i mean to, it helps to, to really yeah. you don't it's not necessary necessary but like i feel like it's you kind of really needed to have it all come together but like you the broth that you make is like a very specific broth that is universal depending on whatever you're going to add into it like the base of it what is it like a dried shrimp it's dried anchovies anchovies Dri- dried whole okay. anchovies then you have to go into the anchovy and gut gut it unless if they're not pre-gutted oh really so you have to go into these little like one inch two inch dried anchovies cut the little abdomen open and scrape out all the guts because that can make your broth bitter and not delicious and then like so like handful of those dried anchovies handful of dried shiitakes and a piece of kombu dried dried seaweed like how you'd make ramen with or something and you make a stock out of that for like an hour and that's and that's your base. I feel like that is a very common uh, Korean base. I guess yeah, a lot. Seemed, of, yeah, the it mom's seems like food. that's the base for like tons of stuff. But I didn't yeah. know that it's like it's like if you if you don't have an anchovy broth, like you're not. You know, I did not. You're not I doing did not know right, that either. Which is kind of wild. Yeah. So if you go around Korean markets or any Asian market, you'll see large bags of dried shit. And you're always wondering. <laughs> You're always wondering, like, you know, what are these like, Asians doing? <laughs> what do you yeah, Asians do with all this guys stuff? You eat all this dried shit, but it's usually for stock, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, it, you know, fish. It's often shrimp yeah, or anchovies. Dried shrimp or, uh, like, fish-based broth, you know, brings Benito out a lot of flavor. And stuff like and, that. Yeah, stuff so like do that. you, do you, when you take these dried, sar- I mean, not sardines, anchovies, do you grind them? Nope. Put them in whole. Hmm. Just, do they dissolve then? Because every time I've had, or do you strain them out at some point? You strain point? it all. Oh, okay. You strain it all. Got it. Never mind. Yeah. So it makes a pretty dark broth of the anchovy shiitake. And then it's not like a super fishy flavor. It's not. Because um, if that's how they make it, I've never noticed that. But then um, once you have that broth, then that's like the base for a lot of different Korean soups and whatever. But And then you you get the dried chili flakes. What's that called? Go- uh, it's gochu uh, powder. Right, yeah. they're like gochu jang is like the yeah. paste, yeah. and then there's like a gochu something, where it's basically just the red chili powder, 
Great. And then that's how spicy or not spicy you want. So you, you put that in, in, in the pot and toast it with some sesame oil. Stir it around for like oh. a minute. Put in a little bit of garlic and a little bit of pork fat. Cook that all down. And then once that's cooked down, then you pour in the broth, hit it with the, the soft tofu, and then whatever other fillings you want, like enoki mushroom or, or yeah. kimchi. Yeah. A little bit of the kimchi juice. Dunk, so what you're saying is we're going to BCD links. tofu tonight for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> am, am I, are your, is your mouth watering? It for, is. For it really Korean is. Broth? I could get down with that. Broth to do. But it's making me wonder, like, if I make that at home with a different broth, like, what if you just make it, or also if you make that soup without tofu? Like, there's, is it sacrilegious to do that? No. Like, if I made it with chicken broth that's that has anchovies and... And all I that stuff in it, and you just put a bunch of like chicken in it instead of tofu and vegetables or something like that. If you want to make a healthier version of it, but the, without the tofu, then it just becomes a different dish, though, right? Yeah, then it becomes a different dish. So. Or what if you just do that and you just put a bunch of like pasta mm. in it and have? Mm. I mean, that sounds delicious. But I mean, yeah, I mean, like if you made a Korean chicken noodle soup or something like that. I mean, like we were talking about the the base is. What, you start with the base, and when you add the tofu and all that other shit, it makes the soon tofu. But I think when you eliminate those components, it becomes, you know, maybe a kalguksu. You know, the, the, right. the kalguksu is, starts with the anchovy base as well. Mm-hmm. And then I think chicken stock mixed together. I, mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not really familiar, but... Yeah, there's yeah. like a million different Korean soups. So, yeah. And I've yeah. had them all... I have not had them all at all. I, f- I feel like you've had more Korean food than I have. <laughs> no. I've had them all. Cause, yeah, because you take me to more Korean restaurants in Koreatown, and I've never heard of half of them. So, All right. <clears throat> That's good for me. I, oh. wonder, I wonder, too, this is a, a total presumption, just a guess, but it seems like when I talk to you, because there's a couple in my building who are Korean, um, and they kind of they gave me a list of their favorite Korean spots, and I know some of them. Um, and it makes sense to me that you just have your favorite Korean restaurants and not be kind of on like the Anglo food hunt for the best right. Korean We're meal. Try the new spot. It's just like yeah, one place has a soon tofu soup like this, and one has it like that, and I go to that one mm. as opposed to like what is the bet? And you're just like that's that is a very kind of outside anthropological look at another culture's food as mm-hmm. opposed to like yeah Absolutely. Korean I grew up in Koreatown and this, I like this place you're like oh you haven't been this place like fuck no because I like this place I don't give a shit <laughs> fuck you and that's I think that's true I think that and more often it will you know each restaurant will provide the same food and tastes very similar yeah so yeah what you're saying is yeah a lot of correct. it I feel like a lot of it comes down to just what all the other stuff about the restaurant that you prefer, like is like the location, the service, the parking, how long the wait is. Like there like we go to B C D Tofu House all the time because the food is, is it's it's not known as the best tofu soup in LA, but it's it's like the the service is comforting, the parking is easy, we know where it is. It's open twenty four hours. It's open twenty four <laughs> hours, so those things outweigh the other parts. Where you're like, right. or like, or like getting Korean barbecue. Like sometimes you're not in the mood to wait an hour and a half to get a table at Parks to, get, to have the best. And sometimes you are, and sometimes you're like, oh, I'm fine with going to this spot where I can get a table easily. Yeah, I mean Korean restaurants. You know, you really want to go for the specific dish. You know, yeah. like. If you're going for soon tofu, you you go to BCD for the tofu, not for the kalbi. You know, mm-hmm. right? You go to there's specific bulgogi spots where you want to go and get the bulgogi, and not necessarily the short rib. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And then you go like when you specific, when, yeah. when a place is known for their thing, yeah, you should you go there and yeah. get that thing, and not every, exactly. not anything else. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's like, like the, it. it's like it's the it's like the like the weird food culture Anglo trophy hunting, where as soon as you talk to somebody about food, you can pretty quickly if they're just like, "Oh, have you had you haven't done that?" Uh, you're just like, "You're not talking about food at this point. You're right. just trying to give me a laundry list of how many places you know that I don't. How many check-ins you got? Yeah, it's just like. Speaking of that, we went, we went and ate at this new place in my neighborhood, Ozu East Kitchen. It was good, which was good, but there's, it's like um. Kind of weird Japanese, Korean, Americanized food. Yep. 
They had, and but they had like the like the one hundred and one beef roll, but with pork. It's like a pancake roll sandwich with pork. That was that was so my favorite. Good. My favorite of the night for sure. But they have like w- wacky stuff. Like I post Instagram of it's like a crispy rice cake with avocado on it and like yuzu and that was really good. But they called it avocado toast. But yeah, it was like crispy yeah. rice. With uh, and, but it's like a weird ass looking thing with like splattered yeah. gochujang hot sauce and stuff like that. But there is a table next to us with like four older Asian people who. It's, this is kind of like a kind of a casual neighborhood spot, and they brought like three bottles of wine. They knew oh. the owner because he gave them hugs when they walked in. So I think they kind of came to his opening. Okay. But the weird part is the guy who was sitting next to me had his phone out and his Yelp app pulled up on his phone and his and he had his review draft page open. Wow. While he was sitting at the table. What? I took a picture of it. So it was basically I didn't go. know that. Yeah. So I thought they were going to talk about the wine they brought cuz they brought crazy wine. Yeah, they brought crazy wine. Really? And they brought like a bottle of that one really expensive um, sake in like the clear white bottle. Oh, I forgot what it's called. The unfiltered. <laughs> no, they they. But mean, that's that's they like had some like eighty four Merlot bangers on that table that I was just like, what what? Yeah, what? like the the wine they had was like wrapped in bubble wrap and stuff to protect it. Yeah, as they were dope. carrying it in. Did you say hi to my parents then? <laughs> <laughs> Your dad's like these are my parents, but that I've never seen that where iPhone open and there's like the Yelp draft your review page when he just had it open there kind of like showing like on display and there's there's like do you there's like one two three four five stars available and then you like can draft your that review and that's like is that the douchiest that is the restaurant equivalent of like if you're getting on a plane and it's like southwest seating and somebody just has like their pants open and their dick hanging out you're like (laughs) not my aisle gonna keep going like that is the last person i ever want to talk to in my life about anything so that that's an all that's but he was like a, a wealthy older asian man dressed you know sharply and seemed like cultured and deep in the yelp game Deep in the oven. How many stars did he list? He had I, he hadn't he hadn't begun yet. I'm giving him uh, okay. zero stars. I'm giving his life zero stars. <laughs> Although I would like to have wine with him. Yeah, I mean, if he was giving some wine, we might be besties. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll take a glass. You seem like a nice guy. Oh, you got yelled at, huh? He's cool, very guy. cool. Tell me about this. I'll have a little more. Yeah, sure, sure. You top it off. Keep it coming. Um, all right, we're we're at the end of the show where we do best thing we ate all week. I'll get I'll get mine started off. We a couple of days ago we went to Everson Royce Bar. Uh, we're gonna so we're gonna name different dishes different from dishes. the same meal that we shared together. Because that was gonna that's gonna be mine too. <laughs> it's a it's like a wine bar. They have one in Silver or in Silver Lake. They have one. It's like Silver Lake wine people. They have one downtown, one in Pasadena, and they have bar food there. But they have biscuits. It's just p- small plain biscuits with like a little bit of a sweet butter. Yeah, honey kind. butter, whipped like a, honey butter, like a whipped honey butter thing. Mm. But the biscuit, the, I would say, most enjoyable biscuit I've ever had. It was very good. It was kind of like a baklava biscuit. Like they were cut into small, like maybe like two inch cubes, and they were not very tall. They're like an inch or two high. Pretty bite sized, small guys. But the bottom of it was like flaky like a croissant almost it wasn't like a puffy thing it was almost like a dessert biscuit but it was i mean i don't know if i've had a more enjoyable biscuit situation it was excellent and you could just eat it plain with nothing on it and it was it was wild wait what was the rest of the cuisine like it's like um it's kind of american it's kind of like upscale california bar food like they have a really really good burger really good super simple really good burger yeah, mm. they, they have like potato tacos. No cheese. I didn't really like. <laughs> it did yeah, have, it cheese, did on have it. cheese on it. it I didn't mind it though. Okay. It had Tillamook cheese on it. To what? Be, to be honest, it was like as a patty, couple pickles, slice of cheese, really great bun. That's it. Mustard and ketchup. It was great. It was like a really elevated McDonald's forty nine cent burger. Yeah, Whoa. that's what it was. There's but no, it was great. No lettuce, no tomato, no and onion. I didn't mind the cheese because. It was a small amount. It was a small amount, and also the meat was so flavorful that it was, you know, can get past 
that and get and it didn't mm-hmm. have a bunch of other stuff in it. And the meat you could taste it was so it was really good. And the favorite thing you had this week was okay, and I want to preface this with me not being one of those people who love to brag about the kind of off cuts of meat that they eat. But I don't mind it if it's good. <laughs> but um they had pigtails, they had um yeah. buffalo pigtails there. Oh really? It's kind of like a French preparation where they're braised for an insanely long time, break down all the collagen, render all the fat, and they're just thrown into a fryer. And Damn. they were so good. They, you know, if the only thing that might detract people from enjoying them is there's a little bit of the tail inside. There's the small pieces of bone, but it's really not that hard to get around. Um, okay. But they were so flavorful. The texture of the skin was unbelievable. It's like I thought it was, you know, outside of maybe some of my favorite Korean fried chicken wings, by far the best like American chicken wing I've ever had. But it was a pigtail. I thought it was better than any. Like regular Frank's the only thing chicken needed, wing I'd ever eaten. The only thing I needed was a little blue cheese dipper. Yeah, it didn't come with blue cheese, which is a bummer. Or c- celery and carrot, which would have really not detracted from anything and been mm-hmm. a very nice touch. Mm-hmm. But they were great. And I guess they don't have that many orders per night, which makes sense. So we got the last order, which was nice. I would have been mm-hmm. bummed to have not tried that. But that... I mean, it really is something you tell someone. You should just not even tell them it's pigtails. Just tell them it's yeah. like a weird cut of chicken that's got a few bones in it, and nobody yeah, would. Yeah, you notice. would have almost had no idea that's pigtail. It just tastes like a really, really good buffalo wing. It was amazing. Wow. I mean, the so last time I enjoyed pigtail was with you at Broken Star in New York. They did that meal was fantastic too. I think it was like a pigtail taco yep. or something like that. Mm. But with all those like ears, taco. I mean, ears, tails. It's. I mean. Almost always, I don't know if I've ever had it not braised, a very long braise, yeah. and then fried or pan fried hot quickly, because mm-hmm. you're you're breaking that skin down and then just rendering it and then frying it crispy. Right. And it doesn't mean across the street, Church and State has a pig's ear dish that's very good. Highly recommended. Stewie called in his. Oh yeah, Stewie called Stewie in. Stewie fired in his. Stewie's not here. But he texted us what he and Stewie did a rare made it himself. Best thing he had. I like that. A little bit of a show off. Um, Stewie, Stewie, <laughs> Stewie, Stewie made <clears throat> coconut curry. Oh, at home with black cod over garlic sesame rice. Ooh. I didn't know Stewie got down like that. Doesn't invite me over when fresh like turmeric and ginger microplane <laughs> with fingerling potatoes, carrots, and crook neck squash. No halfway Bob crooks mine. there, but Stewie crook neck squash. I didn't know what it was, but it basically looks like a like a chicken carcass almost. It's just like a regular it squash does. with like the neck hanging off of it. Bizarre, but that sounds like a very delicious dish. It does. Oh, yeah. And also, a lot, a lot of people don't really buy black cod at home and make it, which is pretty tight. Um, I think I'm assuming a little bit of that rice dish with the turmeric and ginger. The the garlic sesame rice has to be a little bit of pedigree from Good Girl. Mm-hmm. Inspired, mm-hmm. encouraged. Not to uh, say way that. Way to go, Stewie. Stewie's a great cook. If, you, if the best thing you ate all week is something that you made, kudos to you. I bet Stewie filleted his own fish, too. <laughs> you can see it. Dano, best thing you ate this week? He went behind the counter at Whole Foods. Uh, I really didn't have anything that interesting this week, (laughs) to be honest. But I will say, I will bring up my favorite thing to have, usually, after training jiu-jitsu, is um, I get an acai bowl at Ubatuba, which is actually in Koreatown. Ubatuba. It's a Brazilian restaurant in Koreatown. Oh, no, it's strictly an acai spot. Oh, okay. And also empanadas. Oh. But, uh, (laughs) my goat, it's on 6th and Western for the listeners out there. And they're on Postmates, too. Do they know you? Uh, they do. What's up, Dan? They call me Daniel, actually. Uh, What's up with this? What's up with this acai bowl? Yeah. Well, the acai bowl. So, what I do, I get the same thing every time they know it. It's a medium, you can order a small, medium, large. I get a medium. With uh, the base is the acai. You usually get three scoops or two. And I get a pineapple, mango, kiwi with the honey drizzle. Mm-hmm. And then a side of uh, corn empanada. That's my move. Mm. Mm. So the empanada's got corn, mozzarella, 
and I'd think artichoke in it. And every Ooh. bite, you want to drizzle that the uh, chimichurri sauce on it. Ooh. Oh. So do That's you eat the empanada down. first and have the acai for dessert? That is correct. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, I look at acai as more of an entree. Okay. Not necessarily okay. so. Right, so the right, corn, right. The corn yeah. is an app. So, so after, yeah. after a workout, the, the acai bowl really, really it, gets yeah, it going it for you. A, because usually after jiu-jitsu, my body, all, all it's really craving is sugar. So mm-hmm. I just want like a smoothie or something cold and, you know, fruity. Mm-hmm. So, hey, I'll tell you it is. I feel that. How is the empanada light and flaky, dense? How would you describe it? Um, It is a little dense. However, you know, if you just have one, it's not too bad. So and the chimichurri is just like on the tables? Yep, on the table. Gangster. They make it in-house, you know. Italian like parsley, move. garlic. What's up with that uh, name, Ubatuba? Ubatuba, I believe, is actually a region in uh, in Brazil. Hmm. Not sure quite where. Okay. I only know that because Brazil's a big place. There's an explanation on the wall. At the, uh, the <laughs> so, yeah. All right. So I after like a it. long day of throat striking, <laughs> acai bowls. Acai. Earn that. Earn that bowl. All right, guys. Well, thanks for doing this, Dan. Thanks, thanks for, for having to come me. Come fill in for Stewie. Stewie. Miss you, Stewie. Have a good Super Bowl Sunday with foods. Next week, we'll do some Valentine's Day. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> Valentine's Day is the weekend after next, so we're going to come up with some ideas because going out to a restaurant for Valentine's Day is a stupid idea that you should never do. Don't do it. So you should cook a delicious, elegant meal for your loved one at home, mm-hmm. and we, we're going to show you some great recommendations. However, if you are in Austin, Texas, <laughs> on the weekend of Valentine's Day, there will be a new restaurant opening up called Vinaigrette. Um, exclusive. Yeah. So if you're looking for some healthy options, uh, that's your girlfriend's sister's restaurant. That is correct. If you're all, all, if you're in Santa Fe, New Mexico, there's one of them there. As well it's as Albuquerque. Delicious. And yeah. salads. It's like salad sandwiches, soups, tonics. A wide selection of beverage, adult beverages. Nice. And uh, there's a you know there's a lot of other appetizers and stuff like that. I've had, I've, had, I've eaten there before. It's very very good. Quality of produce is a plus. Simple simple mm-hmm. meals, but like just really nice and delish. Kind of like a forage in L A. If you live in L A. I would eat there. It's great. Yes, indeed. Farm driven ingredients. <laughs> so check that out. Um, all right, guys. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye.